Welcome to a new podcast where we're breaking through and breaking it down with a new girl, your host, Dawn Piercy. Welcome to a new podcast. My name is Dawn Piercy. I am your host, and tonight I am bringing you someone that is very funny. He is Rich Carucci. He's a fan of comedy himself. He's a second-generation comedian whose grandfather was a vaudeville song and dance and comedy act. And I'm going to have you tell us a little bit about that here in a minute, Rich. Now, you were a childhood okay. actor. You appeared in several commercials, Chef Boyardee commercials, off-Broadway plays, and the 1972 Ed Sullivan Easter special, Clowning Around. Tell us a little bit That's right. about that, about yourself. Um, since you grew up second generation, tell us how it was for you growing up, too. Okay. Um, yeah, I peaked at seven, but uh, um, my grandfather was a, was a vaudevillian. He was an Italian-American, uh, so he would, he would do his act in Italian and American, and okay. it proved for an audience, because my grandfather would entertain me as a child continuously do his act. And as I got older and my friends would start hanging around, he'd do it for them. And it got to the point where in high school I would have these big parties and he would walk around and do his act. And people thought I hired him to come there uh-huh. as a comedian. So I would see people from high school many years later and they would ask me, he got the nickname Bozzy Nagol because that's the, uh, it's, it, it's a, 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 something that Italians put in, a, in their soup from the garden and uh we just called him bozzy nicole and that was his nickname and uh they would ask how's bozzy nicole doing i go oh he passed away but uh a lot of people remembered him he was he just he loved comedy comedy and baseball were his two things okay but uh he got me as a child i my sisters were in a um beauty pageant at Mm -hmm. Was it was uh, Palisades Park Amusement Park way back in the day in New Jersey? There was the Palisades Amusement Park, and that was a big place, you know, like a, a, a sort of like a poor man's Disney World. But uh, mm-hmm. they they won a contest for the Little Miss America, and the prize was to be in a commercial. So I went with them when they filmed it because my mother took me with them, and I got spotted in the waiting room, and they asked me if I wanted to be in the commercials. And I did, and I was in several of their commercials, which led me to um, being lucky enough to perform in some off-Broadway plays. And then I wound up getting an audition for Ed Sullivan's show, and I got the part. Nice. And I, I was able to work with Tiny Tim, Chuck McCann, uh, Lucy Arnaz, and a couple other people that I remember, like an acrobatic team. But I was, I was a little kid. I got about a month off from school, mm-hmm. and it was awesome. I was dressed as a clown. It was called Clowning Around. And uh, it was nice. My grandfather came. They filmed it in Brooklyn. He came every day. We'd okay. take the bus and the train and get a nice. ride back. But it was a good time. And then I stopped doing entertaining when I was a child after a while. As a kid, I just wanted to play baseball, and that's all I wanted to do. And, you know, I was going to tap dancing lessons and – Stuff that I was, you know, embarrassed to do as a child. I'm in tights, dancing. Hey, I tapped for six years myself. So (laughs) there you have it. Good old Frank Sinatra, right? I guess. I used to hide my tap shoes and leave them at places because I didn't want to do it. But, uh, you know, it was a good experience. (laughs) 
And then I started doing comedy again about oh, in the early 90s. I was out in Colorado and I was going through a divorce and I started, I uh, took a class on stand up and I started mm-hmm. writing stand up and I did some mics and I, you know, wrote some stuff and got in the local newspapers. And okay. Then I stopped after about a year or so, I was, I was transitioning and moving back and I stopped, I stopped everything again in about 20 years ago. Uh, I started going to shows again and, you know, watching the other acts and the girl I'm with, uh, with that I wound up marrying, uh, told me, you know, you should be doing this. She's like, you're way too funny. You know, you make me laugh. And I'm like, I used to do it and stuff like that. But she convinced me and, uh, I wound up going to stand up New York and I started mm-hmm. hanging out there and I got some pointers from Mary Domino who, uh, was kind of like, you know, she, she kind of mentored me. And uh, she does a lot of acting and comedy still. Okay. And from there, I started, you know, that's 20 years ago. And I get up about every night now. I work the city. I do a lot of shows okay. in New York City. Yeah, in the you're clubs. a regular on the New York City comedy circuit. Um, yep. And, that, and that's, uh, and you actually travel. Uh, do you go outside of the United States or are you just all over in the United States? Just all over the United States. I haven't left the United States to perform yet, but I, okay. I'm all over Florida, North Carolina. I'll go to Georgia. I go up near, you know, I'll, I'll drive six hours, do a show, and then drive home. I mean, two weeks ago, did the show six hours away, got back okay. in the car, drove home, and was in the city the next night. So about every night I do stuff. I, okay, nice. I do some radio and stuff like that, so I keep busy. Okay. Okay. Well, where can we tune into your show and where can we follow you at um, on social media to keep up for our listeners? Well, if you follow me, it's richcaruccicomedy.com. It's my website and it has all my dates on it. It has clips of me. I'm also on Facebook. I'm on uh, Instagram. I, I have a Twitter account. I don't Twitter as much. I just, there's so much stuff out there, you know, I try right, to, right. You know, I, I try to keep my dates on Facebook. I try to use for promotion mm-hmm. for comedy. And I also do videos. Um, I have my mother in, in a lot of my videos. And when we go on the road, we like, we, we do a diary where we document everything and okay. we'll take my 80 year old mother to the gym with us. And, you know, we bring her out. She comes on tour with us. She'll come nice. everywhere we go. So, nice. you know, we do a lot of goofy so stuff. When you first videos. started going on stage, did you ever have a time to where you got nervous or you were in the middle of your skit and all of a sudden your mind goes blank or anything and you're just like, uh. It used to happen. Did I used it? to get nervous. Well, you know, once in a while I will still, depending, but I used to get nervous. Different, you know, scenarios. There'd always be different setups. Mm-hmm. You're opening for a band one day. The thing I, I, I notice is when I'm at a place and there's music and you have to follow music and everyone's dancing and having the time of their life and you know once they shut off that music, you know what's going to happen. You know, everybody's going to be like, what the heck? And it, it, it doesn't doesn't mix well. I had to do a private party about a month ago and uh-huh. they were having a time of their lives and they were dancing. I was there for three hours waiting and I knew for three hours, what was going to happen the minute they shut that music off? And sure as not, they shut that music off. Uh-huh. And I think I was supposed to do 30 minutes. I got it to about 18 minutes. And the guy walked out and gave me the cut cut sign. And I was I was happy that he gave me that sign at that point. 
But, okay. you know, with stuff like that makes me nervous because I know how it's going to go. I go, this is going to go rough. And, you know, I've been doing it for almost 20 years just about, so I could gauge when it's going to go bad. Now, what is – you're the host of Kaufman Films, Insult Cab. Can you tell us a little bit about well, that? We had a – it was a pilot, and we were going to do it. It didn't take off. We filmed episodes. It was like Cash Cab meets insult it meets an insult like it, the, the whole concept was there was a cab that pulled that pulled over picked up a passenger in the front seat next to the driver was somebody sitting there mm -hmm. that person was a, a comedian unspinown to the fair so the object was it was two comedians competing against each other in separate cabs so each one would pick up a, a fare uh -huh. and they would see how long it took to insult that person to where they wanted out of the cab, but you couldn't, you had to engage them in, in talk and then you would just slip in insults. So, you know, they're, they're talking with the person in the passenger seat, the, the passenger, and, uh, they would, they would start going back and forth and all of a sudden they would start getting insulted. And you'd see the reaction of the people were finally like, I'm not taking this. Or sometimes the person, the passenger would get the comic better than, uh, than he got them. Right. I mean, it was just, it, and I was hoping it would make a big, it would be a big thing, but it didn't, you know, like anything else, it fizzled out. They didn't wind mm -hmm. up selling it. We filmed the episode. So I still think it's a good idea. Probably would be like Uber, insult Uber, it would be now probably, but, That's you too know. Funny. Do you have any shows coming up? I do. Every Monday, I'm at Greenwich Village Comedy Club in New York City. That's every Monday. This Sunday, this Saturday, I'm at Hamilton Tavern in Roselle, New Jersey. But I'm always in the city. Uh, I'm a regular at Greenwich. I'm a regular at uh, Broadway Comedy Club. Those are my home clubs. But okay. I do play other clubs in the city, West Side. But if you check out my site, I travel all over. So you never know. I do tours of Florida. That's my new thing now. I've been going to Florida for weeks at a time. I'll be back there in February and March. Uh, probably going to work my way out to L.A. So. Mm -hmm. You know, we're putting to I'm with several people under different tours. I have the the uh, Miserable Men tour is one. I have uh, another tour I do is, um, you know, uh, we'll we'll do one with uh, what's the oh you never whoever I team up with will have different names for our tours. So you never know who I'll be seeing with. But if you check out my site, it'll tell you everywhere I'm going to be. And I usually go on Facebook and give updates. I do videos. So it's it's easy to find where I'm gonna be. Okay, okay. Now, growing up at any time, did you know that you wanted to do comedy, or was there anything else that you had ever said, "I want to do that," but never did? Because most people they grow up with dreams of doing comedy or being in entertainment, and they do that. Maybe you know you know how the industry. Oh. I always was a fan of comedy. My grandfather, we would watch, uh, you know, Hee Ha. We would watch all kinds of stuff. I mean, Sonny and Ch everything. And he would show me, uh, you know, comedy on TV. And I just always liked it. I, I always liked baseball. He was a big baseball fan. But uh, I always, you know, I, I always wanted to be a comedian. And then when I graduated high school, I mean, you know, in the 80s, it was big. And then I saw Eddie Murphy. I was always a Richard Pryor. I used to be a big Red Fox fan. Red Fox, Cheech and Chong. I mean, I always uh -huh. loved comedy. And I, I would have friends that we would 
we would do skits together. We would reenact Cheech and Chong. We'd get in a car. I mean, always wanted to do it. And, you know, just I got the bug. And that, once I started, that was it. But I always did want to do it. It was just getting to do it, getting the nerve to do it in the beginning. Right, right. Absolutely. Is, have you ever gotten on stage and um, said anything and the audience not respond or have a delayed response? Or you said, or ever thought to yourself, should I have said that? Or should I have said this? After every show, I go, I run it back in my head and I think of what I could have done and what I didn't do. But I've been up there where, you know, listen, I still have sets where it just doesn't go well. And you're like, well, these jokes are tested. And, you know, it's still, I mean, you know, somebody asked me, what's my worst show I ever had? I don't know. Next week it could be. Who knows? I mean, you know, I'm, it happens to everyone. I mean, I'll, I'll be up there sometimes or the setup will be just terrible or the microphone will kick out mm -hmm. at the wrong time when you're trying to get the punchline or some. You know, I do a lot of places that aren't regular comedy clubs. So a noise could, or a waiter walks up or somebody walks in, a phone rings. Just you're dealing with so many different things. So things. I've, right. I've been through the gauntlet of, of no reaction or the wrong reaction or what I should have mm -hmm. done or maybe what I could have said. So it plays in my head constantly. So for our audience, too, um, be sure to follow Rich on his social media, Rich Carucci. And um, for if you go to Rich's bio page, go to a newpodcast.com. That's our platform. On the platform, click his picture. It will take you directly to his bio page. And there will be all the interactive links. Make sure you check out his comedy show. And like he said, he's a New York regular and he travels. So... Find out if he's coming to a city near you because you don't want to miss out. He's absolutely hilarious. And, uh, yeah. So, Rich, for you, who has been your biggest inspiration in all of this and what you do? I've had several. I've had a lot of guys. I had a friend of mine, Otto Peterson of Otto and George. I'm actually wearing a shirt from one of his benefit shows. He was uh, – he was an A-lister. He was part of the Dirty Dozen. He uh, used to be with Dice, uh, Chris Rock, uh, Tim the Toolman, all those guys. He was mm -hmm. a, a favorite of Rodney Dangerfield. He was really big in the business, and he took me under his wing. And I'll tell you, he passed away, unfortunately, but mm -hmm. he was very good to me. He showed me the street. Mm -hmm. He was tight with Jim Norton. I mean, he I opened for Norton a couple times through, through Otto. I mean, I got to go on the road with him. He was a big inspiration for me. Buddy Flip, another guy I opened for for years, um, you know, showed me the ropes. Uh, people I worked with that I really thought were amazing is like Brian Kiley. He's a writer for Conan. He's so smart. I, I've, I'm big. I'm a big fan of comedy. So for me, yeah. it's like being an usher at a movie theater. You get to watch all the movies. I would always sit in a room and watch all the comedians. I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, I saw Seinfeld a couple of weeks ago, and I, I'm like, oh, my God. So, you know, like everyone else. I'm like, oh, my God, there he is. I mean, I just love comedy. So yeah. a lot of people took me under their wing and, and just showed me the ropes, and I'm grateful for it. And I do yeah. the same now with, with newer comics. I take them. I have them open for me. I show them the ropes. I get mm -hmm. them stuff. I mean, you get more from other comedians than you will from any agent or any book or anything like right, that. And I'm right. proud to be part of the community. I mean, it's, it's changed my life. Now, if you have one thing that you could say to the world, what would it be? Don't be afraid to laugh. 
Forget about your problems for a while. Don't be offended by so much stuff that people say in the comedy clubs. We're trying to use our pain to make you laugh. We're trying to make you forget about all the terrible things out there for a little while. Leave everything at the door. Come in with an open mind and an open heart, and don't be afraid to laugh. That's what I would say. Amen. Amen to that. Well, Rich, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on a new podcast. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And for our audience, if you like this episode, be sure to click like, share, comment so we know what you like, right? And share it so other people can enjoy it. Click subscribe so you can keep up with all the new guests. This podcast is available on iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all of your favorite streaming platforms. And, of course, Celebrate.media. Uh, go to the TV Guide to check for listings. And if you feel fit to buy me a cup of coffee once a month for bringing you these episodes, you can do so at our anchor.fm platform <laughs> under a new podcast. Until next time, this is Don Piercy and Rich Carucci signing off. And be Thank sure you, to go follow Rich. You're welcome, Rich. Have All right. Ta-ta. Keep it real.